Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. First question is from Jakara. She says, Hi Mark, I've brought my mare back into work after three years off due to injury. I've ridden her already and she's fine, but forgot how heavy she is in the reins. So I've decided to start on the ground. I'm having trouble with her responding to the flag. No matter how big or soft I bang or shake it, she does not respond to it at all when asking something, as just following the field towards me or asking her to get out of my space when she pushes in. She doesn't look frozen. It's almost like she has been desensitised to it. Is there a way to get her a bit more responsive to the flag instead of just ignoring it? Uh, yeah, Jakarta, that's um, interesting because it's, you know, I, I get a lot of horses at, at, at clinics which have been desensitised or they've become quite used to everything happening around them and, you know, that, that old saying that my horse is bomb-proof, um, there's a lot horses can kind of cope with because uh, so, some are shut down, some just go, oh, you know, I'm not faced by all this stuff and I'm okay with it. Uh, and, and it's hard to motivate them to search and that's why people go to different sort of ideas to try and get horses, you know, motivated. But um, you don't have to use a flag. Like, you know, I, 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 I use it because I can sort of create a little bit of awareness in a horse and, and, and then offer them a nice calm pathway through my guidance, whether that be through the rain or, or my, my suggestions through indirect feel or whatever. But um, when you're using the flag, the thing that I do is just be a bit random and don't direct the flag at the horse or anything like that, which you already know um, through through my dealings with you at, at previous clinics with your other horse. But um, you know, I might be just walking along. Uh, so I'd, I'd like with horses like that that become quite, um, you know, um, they build up their walls and or you know not even build up their walls. They just become quite resilient in the learning environment that. You know, there's there's not a lot that stimulates them. Sometimes I just take them out of the you know out of the arena or something, and I'll be leading them, and I'll, I I might walk fast. I might just go. Oh, I've got to. I'm in a hurry. I've got to go over here, and I oh hang on a minute. I think I dropped something over here. Oh, I might have to go over there, and I kind of treat it a bit like that, and I will get the horse really thinking about what I'm doing, and I'll be a little bit spontaneous and a little bit random. Now, not random in a scary way, you know, you're not, you're not directing yourself at your horse and bullying it and pushing it around in circles in a random way. You're just being um, very, um, you know, busy about what you're doing. And sometimes it wakes those horses up to say, oh, hang on a minute, this is a bit different. They're not like they, you know, because I think, I think what, what people do when they're around horses, they get very um, patterned and very, you know, they, they do things in a certain way. And when they use a flag, they do it in a certain way. And the horse goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all this. Um, so you've just got to, you know, so sometimes that's what I do, I'd, I'd, and when I, when I lead out, I get your horse leading up, so it's kind of trotting up behind you, and you're walking somewhere, and you're waking it up, you're stimulating it, and then you might turn around and go, oh, actually, I might ask you to do a backup, and then a step forward, and then the backup, and then, oh, actually, I've got to go somewhere else and do this, and, and while your horse is sort of awake and eyes are open, um, you just do some little transitions in there and then you go back to what you were doing and a few more transitions and that's another way I'd sort of you know deal with a horse like that um, that has been you know maybe overhandled over, over, over 
desensitised to things and stimulants. Um, but the other thing I do while I'm working is I would be a little random with the flag as I'd be like walking along and I'd just have it quietly, the, the horse, you know, and then I'd just go pop the flag over there and the horse go, oh, what was that? And I go, I don't know, and I'll just keep walking. And I might just pop the flag over there and the horse goes, what was that? And I'm like, I don't know. And just keep walking and, and then next time you pick the flag up in the air, the horse will go, oh, there's that thing that popped over there. I might just be a bit um, alert and I might, might just um, pay attention. Um, there's a, I did a clinic in South Australia and a lady uh, who hosted Harry Whitney and I've heard someone try to explain to me um, when Ross Jacobs explained this to her and but another lady explained it to me after she many years ago hosted Harry Whitney and he, he was talking about exploding boxes and um, the way she explained it to me and, and it's, it's kind of the same thing is um, if you were walking through an environment and you were aware that there was exploding boxes that might explode every now and again, well, when they want to explode, you're going to walk through there aware, but when one explodes, you're not going to freak out. But the poor horse behind you that's leading with you, if it's not aware that there's exploding boxes, it's going to be walking along going, oh, and then the box explodes, it's going to freak out. But um, it's, it may be less aware when it was behind you leading and just kind of zoned out, but then when the box explodes, it freaks out. But if it was aware that there was exploding boxes around, it'd walk through that environment more aware, but when they explode, it'd, be, it'd handle it better. Um, and, and I think that's how we're setting our horses up to be normal horses in an environment, because that's how they live in their normal life, especially when they're you know, going to new places and things like that, when something comes up they're aware of it and they make a decision to sort of suit suit themselves and the herd. Um, you know, so, so, so it's important that they keep that awareness. So yeah, anyway, try a few things like that and you might just get her, you know, open again and, um, and, then, and then when she is open, then just do a few little transitions and what I say for those horses is do a little bit very well, don't do a lot. Um, you know, a lot of things you just do one little thing and make sure it gets in. She's, she's quite good at it, quite soft, quite light. Um, and then um, leave her. Uh, just don't, don't, don't hammer her with a lot of transitions until she goes dull again. So Mark, would you say that it's okay or um, there, it's fine to use the flag with every horse out there? Or are there some horses that actually you shouldn't use the flag for? For example, maybe they... they uh, they have turned off to it and it doesn't, doesn't work with them. If they've turned off to it, I think it's important because it, sometimes if they've turned off to a flag, they've turned off to a lot of other things. So the flag is one thing. Um, so generally horses that have turned off to a flag, as, as Jakara was saying, she says her horse is heavy in the reins, so the horse is heavy in the reins, it's turned off to the reins as well. So. They generally, if they're really shutting out one thing, there's a lot of other things they're shutting out and brace to. Right. So, so you have to get something that wakes them up um, and gets them alert. And that's why people go to positive reinforcement, you know, so the horse is kind of searching because it gets a reward for it or something that it likes. Yeah. Um, in that sort of sense now, um, I'm using the flag not to, it's more to create an awareness than to complete you know to, to dominate the horse it's not to dominate the horse it's just a and when 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 the horses are aware then the reins will get it'll be aware of the reins as well
Yes. You don't have to use Ages a flag. Like you can, you can just use the poppers, like the leather poppers on your lead rope. And you know, like some people who wear leather chaps, all they have to do is go crack on their chaps, and it makes a loud, a loud noise. And and all of a sudden, you know, the horse is alert and going, oh, what, what was that? Yes. Um, it's just to get them out of that um, sort of headspace where they're very dull. Next question is from Olive. Olive has a, a yearling filly who can put her ears back uh, at her son when she's getting fed, but we won't answer that question right now. She says that particular filly, though, will rigorously pull the ground at feeding time until they're fed. Um, besides digging a hole in the field, she would like to discourage the behaviour. The older filly also pours when tied. Yeah, so pouring, um, pouring is a horse's thoughts that are somewhere else, but its body is left, um, you know, with the lead rope or something like that. So pouring is just um, horses pour when they're not centred. So, uh, so if, if I want to be over there, but I'm, I'm, um, you know stuck to this chair I'm going to wriggle and wriggle and wriggle until I'm off the chair so it's just you know it's just a form of wriggling I just call it a form of wriggling um, and, and yeah so you know the horse um, and so so the ones that are tied up that are pouring they're, they're, they're just saying I'm, I, 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 I'm here and I want to be over there and I would usually use my feet to go over there but I'm just going to use my feet to just pour the ground because I know it's futile pulling on my head because I'm tied up. So it's just them, them doing that. So um, with horses that pull that are tied up, there's different things you can do. The most important thing is I always go back to leading and teach horses to be centered with the lead rope. So basically, when you pick up a feel of a rope, the horse brings its thoughts into that place there. And if you put the rope over here, the horse brings its thoughts over there. And uh, you teach them to be uh, to follow a feel very well and then when they follow a feel very well then that rope becomes part of the um, the education so when they're tied up they're, they're actually quiet because that rope is there quiet so that's part of it and the other part of it is for some horses that, that, that struggle is graded exposure so you basically um, you don't tie them up long enough to start pouring you, you might you might be a little bit you know close to them um, and you, you teach them to be more centered in all their situations. So when you you know when, when you're standing with them, they're not thinking over there. They're, 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 they're centered in this environment, and you take them away from their horse, their, their friends, uh, and you distract them so they distract them from their friends or where they want to be. So they're more centered either with you, and then eventually um, they learn that it's okay to be away from those horses, and they're not thinking towards those horses and you can do that in tying up as well so you, you you know you take them away for a little bit get them centered tie them for a few minutes and then take them back and show them that it's that it feels okay to be here with your mind over here and you just teach them to have uh to you know everywhere they go their mind is with them they're not my, their mind's not stuck uh in the past of where they want to be um you know like separation anxiety so, so basically, you make that a habit. You know, when you pick up a lead, their thoughts come to the lead. When you, when when you're away from a little bit away from the other horses, it starts at a little bit, as I said, because you're grading that exposure away from other horses. They're centered with you, 
um, and then they become more centered and more calm about that and then then you can say well actually now you don't want to be with the other horses and you're okay here I'm going to tie you up here and I'm just going to walk over there a few meters and the horse goes oh I'm okay because the ropes here and I send with the rope as well um, because you've taught me how to lead very well so I'll settle with that but you don't go very far away because you can come back so once the horse is centered with you the rope itself yeah, well not, not itself completely because you've, you've helped it into that place that, um, and it's still not on its own but you've helped it be away from the other horses then all you have to do is you work on grading the exposure with you walking away from the horse and coming back um, because it's already disconnected from the other horses. I hope I'm not to get too lost on that but yeah so, so you've worked on getting the horse more present with you and and then you work on, on tying it up. Um, was there a bit about the um, pouring at feed time too, wasn't there? Just with the feed time thing, very important that what I've just explained will help at feed time and also for everybody with feed time like horses that have more access to food constantly instead of like feed time, special feed times um, become more comfortable around feed time and um, aren't as you know stressed and it's important in, in bringing up young horses that you know there's not a lot of you know bullying and challenging around buckets of feed in their, in their, in their upbringing and, um, and they've got good access to food and that, that usually helps with a lot of that. Okay, the next question is from Tracy. She says, do you have any advice on introducing a new horse to a herd for the first time? She's looking at possibly getting a new horse. Um, it's going to go into a herd of two other geldings. One is quite dominant and will aggressively chase off his pasture mate around food, occasionally even without provocation. The other is senior and far more submissive. Um, so she just doesn't, doesn't want to upset you know, that balance that's going on and she isn't able to separate them. She doesn't have the opportunity to do that, so they will just be presumably put all together from day one. Yeah, that's a hard one, and I, you know, the, the hardest thing is I don't like giving people advice and then their horse goes, goes and gets hurt. Um, so, but sometimes the safest ways can be the most dangerous ways, as in, you know, sometimes, you know, like you said, you don't have access to separating your horses, and, Sometimes a common thing is people separate their horses uh, and, and that horse is on the fence with the others so they can start to sort of get to know it a little bit over a fence. But then there's been altercations over a fence where the horses have got hurt because there's been a challenge over a fence. Um, so if there's going to be a challenge with two horses, they're going to get possibly hurt because they're fighting each other. Um, I have put horses in a big herd and monitored it but there's space there has to be space you can't have them in a small like a small area where they're going to get boxed up too much um, so just recently i took one of our young horses down to victoria because uh, someone had purchased her and, and she came from a herd here that she was very well established in and and uh, got thrown in the deep end a little bit and we watched and it was you know what was unfolding in front of us wasn't very nice but the worst horse was the bottom of the pecking order and he just hammered her, he chased her like he galloped at her and, and, but she was quick enough to duck and dive out of the way because she had room. 
the more dominant horses, they were only sort of threatening her when, when she was close to their space or close to interfering in their space. Um, so she saw that and said, oh, well, yeah, I'll, like she could deflect around them pretty easy. But most of the horses were pretty good except the, the one that's not very nice. And the one that wasn't very nice wasn't really up the pecking order anyway. But a few days later, um, the person that was kind of looking after her said, oh, she was grooming with the, the one that had run her down. Um, you know, so she actually became friends with him, but she actually started hanging around the stronger ones in the herd. Um, so, so where I'm going with that is, though you've got to grit your teeth, it takes a little while for things to settle in. It just doesn't happen on the first day. Um, and you watch it on the first day and you go, this is just a nightmare, it's never going to work. And sometimes it doesn't. I'm not saying it will. There are herds that don't suit other horses, some horses. But you've got to let it play out and they've got to have a little bit of room to um, be safe enough that they're, they're, they're not going to get boxed up, as I said, in a small area. And I tend to put them with a herd and 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 and, and um, let let those dynamics work out. Now, if it become if it's the wrong herd, most definitely, then within a day or two or three or four, you might find that she'll just be over there um, and not really in that herd. That if it's a big enough if it's a big enough area, she'll just the, the, she or he will just stay away from that herd um, because she won't they won't be allowed in. So. Um, yeah, so you've got to yeah, look at it like that. The, the, the other thing is, is you can if you want to, but you have no access. So, you, so you, you, I guess you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You have no access to separate them. So the other thing is, is you separate members of the herd, but you're going to stress the herd by doing that as well, the herd dynamics, you know, by sometimes. But sometimes, you know, people still have to separate herds for certain things. But where you put out of context some of the herd with her but without some of the other herd or one one or two members of the herd or just one member of the herd and see how she gets along when they're on their own but um i think i always tend to just let it, let it ride a little bit you know as a natural thing okay thanks mark thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next time thank you you can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a 7 day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.